Millennials and Gen Z represent almost half the U.S. population, and they're growing up so fast. Rajesh Shah from Citizens Bank and Bal Shukla from Infosys joined us to discuss why lending is the right product set for banks to build strong relationships with these generations. Actionable insights can help power smart decisions. Each week, the BAI Banking Strategies podcast focuses on important issues facing financial services leaders, as well as the emerging trends that are rapidly reshaping the financial industry. I'm Terry Badger, your host and the managing editor at BAI. Pull up a chair and join us. Millennials and Gen Z have been a major force in the retail space for years now. And as they head into their prime, they're attracting more attention from the banking industry as well. We have two guests on the podcast this week. Rajesh Shah is head of engineering at Citizens Bank, and Bal Shukla is a partner at Infosys. They're here to talk about how lending can be the best avenue to connect with these younger generations. So Rajesh and Bal, welcome to the BAI Banking Strategies podcast. Thank you, Terry. Glad to be here. Thanks, Terry. So, gentlemen, the theme of our conversation is building relationships with the next generation through lending. So let me open things up by asking both of you what this means in a practical sense from your respective position as a bank and as a bank strategic partner. From a bank standpoint, what is very simple, what is very critical for us is to build the next generation of platform and keeping our customers and our future customers actually front and center of our entire strategy. What this also means is it's a long-term commitment for us and a persistent commitment to ensure we win the size and share of the wallet from our customers. As we look at the next generation customers, these are mostly the millennials and Gen Zs who are the fastest growing population on the planet. Their mode of relationships, however, is very different from previous generation. They're driven by value and purpose. So as a strategic partner of the bank, we focus on taking a North Star approach to, to incubate using human-centered experience and first principle of design, and then look at building the platforms, flexible, relevant, and scalable to get to varying needs. And that's what we mean when we say building relationships means always relevant to the needs of the customers, the next gen, and which it ties back to the life cycle of the customer. So to be clear here, when we are talking about building relationships, are we talking about this from a customer or as a prospective customer? Is it an approach that's trying to create new relationships with new people? Or is the goal here to deepen the relationship with existing customers? As we typically look at, the cost acquisition of a customer is 5x between acquiring a prospect and and an existing customer. So as we look at an organizations, the intent is to look at what is the product landscape that the organization offers and what's the overlap of capital that's already offered to the customer. Generally speaking, we see that there's potentially almost one product per customer of 1.2. So the intent is to focus more on deepening the relationships with the existing customers. So that would be much more value add and much exponential impact for the businesses. And if you have maxed that out, then go after acquiring new customers. So Rajesh, let me ask you, why is lending the right banking product to use as the foundation for this effort to build strong relationships with millennials and your Gen Z customers? 
I predominantly look at it as two main factors. First and foremost, if you think of lending, just the diversity of products allows us to be able to serve a very wide range of customers. When you think of lending, you cover everything from student to auto to credit card to mortgage to buy now, pay later. Just the, the, the diversity of product is a tremendous asset in terms of attracting or engaging our customers. And the second one that I'll say is, you know, as we learn, as customers become a part of the franchise, lending gives us an amazing tool to be able to learn from their transactions, their behaviors, to be able to further now deepen the relationship with our customers. Those are two main reasons why I believe lending is very uniquely positioned to be able to attract the millennials and the gentlemen. The leading edge of the millennials are now in their early 40s. So most of them are well along in their working careers by now. Many of them have their own businesses and they're having children, they're buying homes, all that family kind of stuff. So what do these folks want and need lending-wise and how do banks best deliver it? Bob, why don't you start on that? See, if, if I look at this, the economy life cycle and what has happened is post-2008-2009, there's been a huge change in the lending landscape where it happens. And obviously, a lot of new banks came in, and the intent was always to disrupt what is not working today. And that's a journey that has been going on. Even at pandemic, things have got further accelerated from the disruption of what has not been working. So finally, if you look at this, what customers want is customers want to have seamless experience as you go across the life cycle. So even though the customer have been working with banks and traditional banking players that provide them into an experience, what they finally look at is, do I get a experience from an onboarding perspective, my experience from payment terms, my transparency into how can I, if I have to dial up, dial down things, or change things, do I have the experience or not? How do I do payments and remittance? Do I have end-to-end experience from end-to-end, right? And that's the intent why the customers are looking at the current banking issue that they're working with, and do I have option to go to the other one who can provide me a better experience across board? As we build our solutions, it's very important that we instill the learning from these behaviors into our solutions. First, this is a generation that is digital native. The second one is they absolutely expect an instant digitized gratification. And the third one, is they would only move to physical brick and mortar experiences if the digitized experiences are not good. And so that brings to the three core ingredients that become stable state. First one, transparency. Second one is optionality. And third one is ease of doing business. So, you know, when you think of transparency, it covers everything from policies to the statuses to how our status of the application and to how our customers access and how we deliver each of those experiences to our customers. From a lending standpoint, whether it's origination, underwriting, servicing, operations, disbursement, it's about ensuring we are able to do that very, very transparently. Second, I'll tie it with the optionality. In terms of their, their goals, you may have personas whose goal is very important to save money, versus you may have persona who may want to kind of minimize their monthly payments. Now, how do you cater to those? The magic lies in how we build our experiences. 
so that we are able to get to, to this multiple dimensions of personas and the optionality tied to that. Uh, a very similar example is also thinking of giving them product choices, not just tied to, let's say, a credit card, but how can we basically bring them into buy now, pay later? Very, very important. If you're making a big, big purchase and you want to defer or devolve that purchase item, how do you do so and do that very efficiently, very seamlessly? So while the oldest millennials are heading up toward middle age, the vanguard, the leading edge of Gen Z, they're only in their mid-20s. They're just getting started in the labor force. Most of them, or at least many of them, are not doing the family thing quite yet. They're not buying homes quite yet. So essentially the same question. As they get older, they'll start looking more like the millennials. But what does Gen Z want now? And how do you connect with them now, where they are now? Out of the three points, I'll focus more on the optionality. As we start building our lending strategies over the past three years, it is tailor-made to ensure that, that, that there is seamless integration front to back for our customers' entire life cycle. What it means to the customer is they are able to start their application all the way to, to completing their servicing in a matter of minutes. That is what we see them both becoming our table stakes from their expectations as well as us being able to deliver it. By now, later again, I give that example. It's, it's becoming such an important piece of how do we land our customers who are in a shopping experience. And how do we translate those shopping experiences into products and services that actually tailors to what fits their lifestyle? So two very, very distinct examples over there. I want to build on what Rajesh mentioned, right, is taking the digital commerce example itself. I'm a Gen Z and I'm playing games. The intent for me is how can I use the gaming industry itself to build great products from there and help me get great you know, products from there. The other piece I would call as well here is in the lending industry, it's very important to build great profile. So how can institutions help build a great profile of customers? Rajesh give an example of buy now, pay later, other products could be student loan, could be, you know, personal loans. It's very important to bring what we call great financial education with these customers because that A, builds confidence in the system. Plus, they also understand how this can all take it to the next level. The second point I would also call is we need to connect with them on where they spend most of their time. Now, this generation is what I call TikTok generation and all coming up, right? So I know new things are coming up now like NFT, Metaverse, and new games coming up and all. So the intent here is how do we bring great products or the life cycle of organizations closer to convergence with different industries and then connect the back to where they are going to spend most of their time on. And that's how I would say we take it forward. So as Infosys and citizens have been working together to be able to create the capabilities, including the technical capabilities needed to support relationship building. What's that process been like? And what have been some of the key challenges that you've run into? And those key challenges, how have you addressed them? In terms of challenges, like any financial services or any large organization, I think there are two key challenges that uh, we had to address. First one is talent. I'm sure everyone knows how important talent is, and especially if we are trying to build 
some of these most leading and bleeding edge solutions, the ability to hire and attract the best talent has been a very important piece. And second one, if I were to say, is really simplifying our, our internal processes. We had to almost reimagine our processes front to back. And this is where I would say the partnership with Infosys was extremely beneficial, right from helping us understand the crowdsourced intelligence of what's happening, not just on the financial services side, but also on the fintech side. So let's assume that the efforts to use lending as the vehicle to connect with these younger generations works out well. You know, you've delivered what they need, and now you've got a relationship. So the objective, of course, is to take that relationship even deeper. So how do you do that? This generation is what I call content generation. They create contents. They're on YouTube creating contents. They are driven by value. So it's very important for organizations to constantly be looking at how do I remain relevant for them. At the same time, the main challenge organization has, and Rajesh mentioned earlier as well, is scalability. So the intent is organization is to focus on if I scale, how am I relevant to the customers on scale? At the same time, how can I create more valuable products and capabilities to the customer? So it's very important to understand what we call understand the micro journeys and pivot towards providing hyper-personalization, the behavioral inputs of customers and looking at all the journey that the customer is going through across any other products, any life cycle that's going on. Bringing it together would be very relevant to the customer. And it can now expand from lending to savings products or uh, PFM products now. So the intent is almost to look at the banking become invisible to the life cycle of the customer and the outcome becomes so personalized the customer feels is that it's always relevant to me. BAI has conducted a lot of generational research and perhaps the most consistent finding we get is that millennials and Gen Z are notoriously fickle when it comes to banking. Where other generations have been long-term loyal to institutions, these younger demographics seem to be more loyal to technology. So easier, faster, more convenient banking is what they're looking for. And they tell us that they will happily switch banks for a better experience. So catching one of them is one thing, keeping them is another. So how do you keep them? It's difficult to keep attention span of these customers for long. And that's why organizations remain on their toes because they're driven by value and purpose. So it's very important to ensure how we bring a consistent set of features, right, in our products, which is, as we call, you know, hyper-personalized to them. That these generation is accustomed to having a Uber-like experience to come on, which is, as you look at it, based on the fundamental principle of frictionless, ease of access, and relevance. And that's where banks need to focus on three important things. First is mobile app-first experience from end-to-end journey with converged authentication experience. The second is business domain-based platforms where decisioning becomes a service across multiple lending products that comes out so that customer need not go after you know, delay in decision-making across any product they go through. And third, very, very important is customer-centric data ecosystem with simplified data structures. So they can quickly, right, mix and match the data attributes available to learn from it and bring back to customers. Uh, I don't think anyone would be surprised with the research that we had put together. Products, in our mind, would can always be copied. 
I think where we guys win the game is in terms of how do we differentiate our experiences. And to this yardstick, well, when you think of citizens, there are three main areas that we guys focused on, which covers not just the customer-facing applications, but also the internal experiences. So first and foremost, if I were to think of the retail experiences, it's all about creating that modern vibe and experience. Again, this very different ways of really making it relevant to this target audience. The second one is conscious shift towards omnichannel. Mobile first, extremely important, but it doesn't have to be only mobile. If the customer is coming through a phone, he's coming through online, he's coming into the branch, you really want to make sure that he's able to start from where he left. So that is a very, very critical piece for us. And a lot of this is also driven by ensuring we guys bring the last mile intelligence across our channels so that the experience remains seamless. And third is again, leveraging the power of data, ensuring all the behaviors, transactions that we are able to glean from customers' relationships with us. Leveraging that into building simplified cross-sell and upsell opportunities, whether it is within lending space, moving from lending into wealth management space, or moving from lending into our retail space. Those are the three areas that I'll say are the most important in terms of creating the differentiated experiences for our customers. And as banking becomes more commoditized, finding those ways to differentiate yourself from the rest of the field becomes ever more important. So Rajesh Shah from Citizens Bank and Bal Shukla from Infosys, we appreciate both of you sharing your insights with us on the BAI Banking Strategies podcast. Thanks, Teddy. Thank you, Teddy. A few takeaways from the conversation with citizens Rajesh Shah and Bal Shukla from Infosys. First, at the root of building relationships with the next generation through lending is making a commitment to serve the 150 million Americans who are millennials and Gen Z. Inherent in that commitment is to meet them where they are, which requires creating the digital capabilities to provide fast, easy, and convenient access to products and services. Fitting where they are in their life cycle is also critical. Lending is the right banking product to use as the foundation of a strong relationship with millennials and Gen Z. That's because the broad variety of lending products available, from mortgage loans to buy now, pay later, offer a potential solution to most anyone. Making a connection with the lending product opens the door to deepening the relationship down the road via deposit, wealth management, or other products. And finally, as BAI research consistently demonstrates, Attracting a millennial or Gen Z is one thing, and keeping them for the long term is another. These younger Americans can be quick to jump to another banking institution for what they believe will be a better experience. Offerings that are mobile-first and hyper-personalized can help with stickiness, as can developing smooth omnichannel capabilities. Thank you for listening to the BAI Banking Strategies podcast as part of our deep dive into digital transformation and lending. I'm Terry Badger, Managing Editor at BAI. Please visit us at BAI.org for more actionable insights on themes that are important for the financial services industry.